welcome to Side Parts and Skinnies, episode 11. This is Ashley, and Kirsten is actually out on vacation this week, so I have a very, very special guest, my friend, Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honor. Oh, yes. (laughs) The honor of a lifetime to be a part of this podcast. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited to talk to you. I feel like I haven't seen your face in forever. I We text mm-hmm. all the time, but I never get to actually see you. I know. I miss you. No. So what's going on? How's life? How's work? How's the hubs? Yeah, nothing much. Just like enjoying life being somewhat normal again. Um, I love being able to see everybody and it's just been a good summer I feel like compared to what we went through last year I'm just kind of in it as I go and enjoying the summer I know it's like surreal so the Milwaukee Bucks obviously this week they won the NBA championship and it was crazy to see there were like a hundred thousand people just migrating towards downtown going crazy there was like a huge parade I mean it was probably a super spreader event for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so nice to be able to have something like that big happen in our city and people actually be able to celebrate because I can't imagine had this been last summer, it would have just been like, well, first of all, I don't even know if they were doing basketball last summer, but it would have just been kind of anticlimactic to win. And then we all are just sitting in our houses doing nothing, you know? Right. Yeah. That had to be exciting. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm not a huge basketball person, but <laughs> but it was still exciting for Milwaukee. Um, the other cool thing that happened this week is my middle child turned six. Wow. I know. I can't believe I have a six-year-old, an almost eight-year-old, and a one-and-a-half-year-old. Like, how am I this old? Oh my goodness, you're not old at all. You're young. <laughs> no, but yeah, she turned six. And so we're just kind of like having celebrations every day, it seems like, with a different group of family or friends. And she got her first pair or set of golf clubs. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. Do you golf? I don't personally, but my husband is super into golf. Um, okay. He did it all throughout high school. And I think he started at like nine years old. So he loves it. Yeah, I'm just hoping that, like, she can be one of those girls that gets a golf scholarship for college, nice. and then <laughs> and then I don't have to worry about it, or she also plays hockey, so, I mean, there's not a lot of girls, I feel like, in hockey or golf, so there might be some opportunity there, but. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll see. Anyways, do you want to get into the skinny on celebrities? Well, absolutely. Okay. So I feel like we talk about this all the time, but it is obviously in the news a lot, which is Britney Spears. Yeah. So a lot of stuff I feel like came out in the last week. So, you know, she, there's been some news coming out that like, it was actually her mom that made her get that annulment back in 2004 from her Vegas marriage to Jason Alexander. There was some, some stories about Jamie Lynn, her sister, and how she had a condo out in Destin, Florida, and like 
you know, Jamie Lynn was basically saying, like, I don't get any money from my sister. But Jamie Lynn was obviously using this condo. And it's something that Brittany actually owns. Um, And then Brittany, I think the biggest thing was posted in Instagram this week that she did not like how her sister was performing remixes of her songs at some award show a number of years ago. Um, so it seems like there's a lot of family drama going on. And what are your thoughts on Brittany? Yeah. Um, you know, I just want Brittany. I too, I'm totally on board of the free Brittany. I want her to be able to live her life. However, she sees fit. I feel really bad for her and what she's gone through. And I hope that she can, you know, find, I know she was able to get her own um, lawyer and somebody that can represent her and hopefully somebody that actually supports her. And I feel like a lot of the family drama, you know, it's just a sticky situation when it comes to family because um, you hope that they have her best interest in mind, but some right. of the stories you hear, it's like, Right. Are they looking out for themselves or are they truly looking out for her? I know it's, I was listening to another podcast today and they were just saying they they had a lawyer on and just saying how this is just like unprecedented because normally people who are in a conservatorship are elderly and they don't end until the person dies. And it's like, Brittany's 39. Like hopefully she's not dying for many, many, many more decades. And like she wants out of this thing and how how is she supposed to do that I guess I just so confused by the whole thing Mm -hmm. I did want to read you this though all these thoughts about like she's 39 years old she should be able to um you know manage her own life manage her own money do whatever she wants with her body have children you know all those things and I think the initial reason for the conservatorship was because she had a mental, I don't know, breakdown 13 years ago. Um, So I get that. And I also feel like, okay, 13 years ago is a long time. I'm sure things have changed. But then I read something like this. And this is from her Instagram this week. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just tell me what you think. Right. Okay. So it says, so what do you guys do to keep your dreams alive? Just curious, because I'm at this point I'm not sure it's a good idea to listen to advice from some people yesterday I realized all my tennis shoes were gone I like them because I dance three hours most days and my feet hurt so I put tennis shoes on my feet feel nice well all of mine are so old I ordered four new pairs and they came in five weeks ago but they were all too big so I've been without them for a long time when I woke up yesterday, I remembered I had none. I pulled a Carrie Bradshaw and ordered a bunch of new shoes online. My assistant's humbling approach, why don't you just see what you can find in your closet, did not work anymore. I chose to blow, and guess what? My feet are soaring these days. I'm not going to stop buying tennis shoes and heels ever. Um, and then it goes on and on and on and on, and it ends with, Maybe I'll just be nice and plant here and keep my dreams alive by thinking about visiting Saint-Tropez with Cher and eating ice cream. She was one of my favorite singers as a kid. I love to dress up as her and thinking about having a six-pack like J-Lo. Lord, Lord, she's so inspiring in her new video. Again, this is me with hope, love and intention. 
by the way, I do, I do intend on going to the ball after I clean my house. <laughs> <laughs> like, I read that, and I'm then like, um, maybe you do need somebody to be managing your finances, at least. Like, Yeah. No, I agree. Um, But also, have you heard that there's a lot of conspiracies out there that this isn't actually her running her account? Like, at this point, they're trying to make her sound crazy. So she, you know, won't get out of this conservatorship. So yeah, it's like, is this her truly writing this? Is it not? But, you know, I think it's, yeah, I I completely agree. When you read something like that, it's like, oh, maybe you still need some sort of um, help, but maybe it's just we need to get Jamie, her father, out of the way and just see how things go then. Yeah, I know. I I agree. I think that the dad needs to go. That's clearly not working for her. There's clearly issues. I mean, I think her kids have, like, a restraining order against them. Like, right. Why would you want somebody managing your life that your kids don't even aren't even allowed to see like just crazy? Well, anyways, she has a new attorney that she is able to hire herself. So hopefully they can get that worked out. I know. I hope so, too. (sighs) Okay, so then the next thing I have here is I read that Prince Harry is writing a new memoir and is going to be getting 20 million dollars for it. And, you know, typically in the past, the royals have been very private. They don't do things like this. They don't get lots of money for it. What are your thoughts? Is this something you would be reading? Oh, yes, I would absolutely read it. I mean, (laughs) Prince Harry is, you know, growing up, he was like my dream man. I just thought he was so cute. And of course, I wanted to be a princess one day. Um, But yeah, I'm thinking... You know, I thought about this a little bit and it's definitely something I would read. And I, for him, I feel like it's going to have to be probably a therapeutic process for him because hopefully we get some juicy family secrets and stuff like that. But I feel like it's just going to escalate the family drama as well. So yeah, kind of interesting how things play out once it comes out and whatever, whatever little jewels he has in there um, that everyone can gossip about. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be interesting to hear about his mom, like from his perspective and, and all that. I don't know that he's gonna just like blow it all up and call everybody out. Right. Um, But it, it makes me a little bit sad, because I feel like the royal family, you know, that's, I don't know, they do have this kind of veil and this kind of like, mystery, and we're not supposed to hear hear all the drama. And I kind of feel like ever since he and Megan have split from the royal family, you know, is he doing this for money because they need money or is he doing this because he truly wants to, you know, I hope it's not just for money. Like, I hope it's just because this is what he wants to do and he wants to get his voice out there. But like a little bit of me is like, is this just like a money grab? Like, is the next thing going to be a Megan and Harry reality show? Right. Right. It just kind of like, it takes away the mystique and the, I don't know, the elevation of being a royal if we start going down the road of having reality TV or a podcast, you know, hosted by Meghan and Harry. (laughs) Well, and it seems that they both really have a good relationship with the queen. So I hope that this wouldn't affect that any in a negative light or anything like that. 
And I feel like Harry, um, did you watch the Oprah interview? No, I didn't. I feel like Harry um, handled himself very, very elegantly on there. So I feel like, I don't know. I hope that is, yeah, I hope that the book, you know, like you said, I would love to hear more about Princess Diana and, you know, what he went through. Um, But hopefully, like you said, it's just not something that reveals everything. Right. Okay. Well, we'll see. If you read it, let me know. Don't know if I actually would because I have zero time for reading these days. Um, Okay, so this was really excited, and I just kind of saw this pop up on TV the other day, and I was kind of like, is this real or or not? Um, Did you ever watch The Wonder Years growing up? I did. Oh, good. I thought maybe you were too young because (laughs) I loved that show. I don't think I really watched it, like, live. I might have been a little too young, but I definitely watched the reruns with Fred Savage. And they're doing a remake of it. I know. Isn't it like so nostalgic? I love it. Yes. It's one of those, it's going to be one of those good for your soul, feel good um, type shows. I think that's something we definitely need this, these, in these times. And I'm excited about it. It looks really good. I love, I took a peek at the um, trailer and it looks so good. I know. And Don Cheadle is going to be the voice. Yes. Um, which is super cool. And you're right. Like, I think we need a feel good show. I feel like everything right now is just reality TV, which of course I love, but yes. you know, it's, it's a lot of drama or it's just like, you know, shows like this is us and, and things like that, which I know people love, but sometimes it's just too heavy for me. Like, right. I can't sit and watch something and cry every week. Right. Um, (laughs) It is draining and I can't do it. So, um, but yeah, I'm super excited about it. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be something that maybe I can actually watch with my kids for once. Um, Yeah. So I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah. I felt like I, when I watched that um, trailer, I thought that it was a good, well, seems like it's going to be a good, really good family show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, my last kind of scoop here is Bethany. Bethany Frankel. I have been hearing rumors that she might be coming back to the Real Housewives of New York. Do you think this is a good thing, bad thing? Do you believe it? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that well, you know, I love, but I'm kind of over like the coming back and then leaving and then, you know, kind of just, I want her to make up her mind and it may not even be her mind. It may, you know, it may be production or whatever. Um, but I'm just kind of over the in it or like, basically I want her to decide our, is she in or she out? Um, but, you know, like, I also heard talks about Dorinda coming back, and I'm obsessed with Dorinda. So I I would, like, I, like I'm like i good with them coming back once, and then yeah. they leave staying. But if you keep going back and forth, that kind of, I'm just like, eh. But, um, yeah, what about you? What are your thoughts? I mean, so I listen to Bethany's podcast. I love her. Um, but I totally agree. I think, first of all, Bethany left like she left on her own she made it very clear there were like one or two little things in the contract that she was not okay with and she left 
Dorinda, on the other hand, she was fired. <laughs> right. You know, Dorinda fully admits she was fired. I think that I don't want them to keep going back to Bethany to like save the franchise, you right. know, like let her do her thing. Bethany is doing, she has her jeans line, her swimsuit line, her eyewear line. She is, has this super successful podcast. She has this new show she's doing. Like, I feel like at some point you can't just keep going back to the old main characters and trying to get them to come in to save it. Like you have to do something else to save the franchise. And while I think peop- more people would watch if Bethany was on, I don't think it's realistic. I mean, we I don't think she hangs out with these women. I don't think that she wants to be on the show. I think that like it would be 100% just a money grab for her if she were to come back, which to me doesn't feel authentic. Right. No, I completely agree. Yeah, I think maybe bring Dorinda back, maybe bring Tinsley back. Um, I think the cast is too small. I do agree. I'm not loving this season. Um, we're going to get into it in a minute, but like, I'm actually really liking Brashawn, which <laughs> she kind of came out of left field. I don't know. Um, I think she adds some drama, but I think they need just new blood and, um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know that the cast right now is really, what the intent was with the show you know none of them are married none of them are housewives all they do is this show so there's really not a lot of like depth to any of them anymore right I don't know I'm just so if you had to keep any of them who would you keep I don't know I like Ebony I like Brashawn. I think I know people hate Ramona but if you look at every season, there's a lot that goes, a lot of it circles around Ramona. You know, right. she always says something stupid. She always makes a fool of herself. She's very controversial. So I think she can bring the drama. Um, Luann, I could kind of do without. I mean, didn't we get rid of Luann uh, several seasons ago? She was a friend of for a while. And then she yeah. came back. Um, who else is there? Oh, Sonia. Yeah. Sonia I love Sonia same yeah she's like my spirit animal I just love her (laughs) I love Sonia and I I, love Leah too what about you oh I can't stand Leah really I know (laughs) I I think from everything from her clothes to her constantly yelling at Ramona to the constant emotions it's just it just seems not real to me. I don't know. I think she's yeah. trying really hard to make it the Leah show and it's working so far, but I, I think she's also having a hard season. I think she's going through a lot and it's kind of feeding into the season. Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely. But I, I also feel like we need more than this. Like, right. Like give me the days where Luann was marrying that Tom guy and Bethany, you know, Bethany came in and said, he's cheating on you and and don't let it be about Tom. It's about Tom. Like, give me those days again. Right. (laughs) Okay. So speaking of New York housewives, let's get into this week's episode. So this past week, we start off the episode with this dinner and, um, 
Brashawn is calling everybody boring and old ladies. And then she gets into it with Sonia. They go back to the hotel, I guess. And Sonia is drunk. Brashawn is obviously drunk. And Brashawn calls Sonia a drunk and says, you're drunk, you know, sit down kind of thing. Calls her a clown. Um, And then Sonia starts putting her finger in Brashawn's face, which obviously (laughs) does not go over well. And they get into a fight. So what do you think of this fight? What do you think of how it went down? Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I was surprised. Like, I thought they were actually going to start hitting each other. Like, I'm surprised it didn't escalate further. But it was crazy that the fire, what was it? The fire. Um, the fire extinguisher yeah, glass. Yeah. was busted out by Sonia. Um. So I think she took it a little far there, and I wish she wouldn't have done that. And I just wish she would have walked away. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, same. I think what I thought was really ironic is that, you know, everybody was kind of getting on Brashawn for, you know, you can't call her drunk, and you can't say that about her, and you can't make fun of her. But that's what they literally all do every single episode (laughs) is talk shit about Sonia and how she has a drinking problem. And it's like, maybe that's kind of what Sonia needs is for somebody to call her out. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't want her to get called out. Clearly, she doesn't think she has a drinking problem. But like when a stranger is kind of calling you out on your behavior, like I feel like that should be a little bit of a wake up call. Right. No, I completely agree. You know, I think um, Sonia was a little bit belligerent and Clearly, she didn't take any of Brishon's, um comments to heart, but they actually did get back into it and, you know, um, made up. And I thought it was funny that Sonia was, or the, all the women were blaming Ramona for bringing Brishon into the mix and then <laughs> saying like, Ramona, this is your fault because yeah. you told Brishon that we were all going to be fun and we were going to be you know, having so much fun on this trip. And then she had these high <laughs> expectations and, and we couldn't meet those expectations. <laughs> okay. So that was silly. And, yeah, then- and I do, I did appreciate how Brashawn, um, like she actually like owned what she did. For Unlike sure. a lot of the ladies, like they would just be like, no, I did, I did nothing wrong, but she actually owned what she did. And I thought that was, I thought that was awesome of her. I love that. I love that she came in and she was like, listen, I felt really comfortable with Ramona when I met her. We're good friends now. I thought I was going to come into this group and like we were going to act like old friends and we're just not there yet. Like clearly we're not at that level. I was trying to make a joke. You guys don't know me well enough to consider it a joke and my bad. Like I loved that. Yes. Um, So yeah. So then Ramona and Leah and Luann decide that they're going to do this kind of intervention (laughs) if you want to call it that they decide they're going to do this intervention and I just wanted to also point out and I don't know if this annoys anybody else but it really annoys me that Ebony and Leah seem to always be getting their glam on no I completely agree and I was like is this just like this season type thing well I know everything's new obviously but it's like this like this season type thing or they literally have nothing else to film so they're just filming (laughs) well and it's only ever those two like you don't ever see Luann's glam squad or Ramona I mean 
I can tell Ramona is not getting her hair professionally done every right. day. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I kind of respect that out of the, I guess, OGs, you know, Luann and Sonia and Ramona, that they wake up and they let us see them in bed with no makeup on. Right. You know, they're not like trying to glam it up just to go out to lunch or whatever. Like, I don't know. It just, that kind of stuff makes it feel like, oh, you're, you are trying too hard to be on a TV show, Leah and Ebony. Like, I want to see the real you. Like, I want to see you roll out of bed hungover and not sitting in a chair getting, you know, your hair and makeup done by 10 people. So I digress on that. So anyways, they go to this haunted restaurant, I guess. And then um, Brishon apologizes to the group. Brishon and Sonia hug. And then they do that seance. But before they actually do the seance, uh, Luann and Ramona and Sonia... Wait, Luann, Leah, and Ramona talked to Sonia about her drinking. So how do you think that went? (laughs) Not well at all. What about you? I mean, no. Sonia basically is like, screw you for taking my drink. (laughs) And um, I don't have a problem. I don't drink when I'm at home. I don't drink when I'm alone. I only drink when I'm around you bitches. And (laughs) I'm not an alcoholic. And it basically just ends there. And I don't know. And and Luann, I think, had a good point of basically saying, like, she needs a wake-up call. Like, one of these days, something's going to happen, like, when Luann was arrested. You know, something's going to happen where it's going to kind of be over the top. And Sonia's going to have no other choice but to admit there's an issue with her drinking. I mean, do you think Sonia has a problem? Or do you think she's just trying to be fun and let loose yeah. while she's filming? See, I don't know. Like, that's a pro- Like, we don't really see outside of her with the girls, so it's hard to tell. But what I like about Sonia is I feel like, for the most part, I mean, sometimes things get escalated, but she's just light and fun-hearted, and um, I think she just likes to have a good time. But you know, you know, since we did hear that her father was an alcoholic that does get scarier Mm -hmm. that it did you know something like that could be in her family um so I hope not what about you what do you think I mean I think that Sonia's probably a little bit like me like I don't drink very often and then like the few times I do like sometimes it just doesn't go well (laughs) you know like you know sometimes I'm fun and then sometimes I'm just like crabby and I don't really drink anymore very often but like back in the day when I did there were times where I would get angry or you know all the emotions would come out and things like that and maybe that's just what she does is she doesn't drink very often and then when she does it brings up all this stuff right like her dad and her divorce and you know she lost all of her businesses at this point like there's a lot going on with Sonia and I think um Maybe we just see the, like you said, the only the times that she is drinking. So it makes it look a lot worse than it is. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure eventually she will get that wake up call or maybe she'll meet somebody that doesn't drink. And then she doesn't really feel like she needs to be the crazy person in the room. So they go to the seance. Um, Leah maybe hears from her grandma 
she's a little skeptical about the whole seance thing. They do mention, though, that she's converting to Judaism, which, like, why would you ever bring that up unless you were psychic or there was right. something happening? I mean, that's pretty, like, a random thing to bring up. Then Ebony's grandma comes through. That was very sad. That was sweet. I think it gave Ebony some closure. Um, and then, like, what you alluded to is that Sonia's dad comes through in the seance and he's apologizing to her for his behavior. And it, it comes out that he had a drinking problem and he left the family when she was two years old. It's terrible. I know. I feel like she's been through a lot in her life. Yeah. So, so sad. So I think that gives us a little bit of a glimpse into why maybe Sonia acts the way she does. Um, and then... I thought it was really interesting that Luann and Ramona, who are, you know, Sonia's oldest friends, didn't really know any of that. I know. Like, you would think you would know something yeah, <laughs> about exactly. your friend's dad, especially if, you know, he left when she was two and she grew up without a dad. You'd think you'd know some of that. Yeah, you'd think at some point it would come up to like you know, how's your dad doing or something, you know, right. something. And then she would mention something, but right. now what, what were your thoughts on, now, I guess, were they mediums? The, the people that were at the, yeah, they must've been. Okay. What were your thoughts on the male medium? I felt sorry for Luann and Bershon for getting the male medium. Cause he was kind of <laughs> Like giving them the most random thing, most random readings. One was about Bershon's was about ghosts. Yeah. And uh, I was just, I felt bad for them. And the woman seemed very, very good at her job and was like making sense to all of them. And I just felt so bad though for the two that got the male medium. Cause I was like, dang, they need a redo. <laughs> Leave it to the guy to screw it up. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, yeah, that was, I just even like glossed over that whole part because they were both kind of like, yeah, I have no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> but that actually happened to me one time, my friend Jessica, who might be listening, um, we went to a psychic together and the lady spent like all this time on Jessica, like gave her all this information, which some of it made sense. A lot of it, I felt like we kind of fed her like, yeah. She was like, oh, so are you married? It's like, well, you can't ask if I'm married because then <laughs> if I say I'm divorced, then you know that there's like drama in my life. Right. So, yeah. So she gave her this like really in-depth reading and then she got to me and she was just kind of like, yeah, everything's going to go great and things are going <laughs> well. And I'm just like, okay, well, that sucked. <laughs> you know, you're like, I want to know my future. Right. So, and she gave me some stuff, but none of it really was like that relevant to my life where I was like, Oh my gosh, she's definitely psychic or whatever. So I empathize. Kirsten and I actually did a psychic reading in Orlando. We've had different psychics. Um, and I can't remember if she had the male or the female, but, um, whichever one it was, they told her that she was going to marry a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but, but, and she's like, I don't know. I don't know anybody, um, you know, a firefighter. And, he, and they were like, well, it could be a firefighter stripper or something like that. <laughs> well, 
maybe on marriage number two. I don't know. (laughs) Did they tell you anything um, interesting? Well, yeah, I was going to meet some man that um, had something to do with cars. And my husband, you know, has nothing to do with cars. So hopefully that doesn't mean anything for my future. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, I, I did have one reading years ago that did make sense where it was right before I left to go study abroad in Italy. And they told me or she told me that I was going to like be traveling overseas and like meeting all these new people and stuff, which I feel like, I mean, I didn't tell her anything to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And why would you tell somebody they were going overseas? Like, I feel like that's a little bit of a stretch, but she said some other things that made sense, but I think you just have to find a good one because I don't think that they're all real. <laughs> oh, I completely agree. But like, you know, those like Tyler, the medium, like, yeah, um, I would love, love 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 to like just like those real and what's that that Teresa I can't remember Teresa Caputo yes I would love to talk to one of those that that would be amazing I know I know I go back and forth of like is it real is it not sometimes you you hear like the audio that they cut out of those shows Mm -hmm. where the psychic or medium is kind of like reaching and just like getting it all wrong. And of course they cut all that part off. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know, but, but I think there's something to it. I think that some people must have that gift. Like there has to be something there because I mean, how, how would they know some of this stuff? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So then they get to Ramona and she just breaks down because her brother comes through and it, it basically comes out, which again, I feel like it's a little weird. We've never heard any of this on the show, but um, her brother was super self-destructive. Um, he lost his life a few years back and basically Ramona says that helped him his whole life. And then a couple of years ago, she abandoned him and kind of said, like, I couldn't help him anymore. And I just kind of cut him off. Um, so what did you think of that whole scene? That's very hard. It's very felt bad for her because that you could tell that she felt the guilt, but it's one of those things that which is it's hard, hard thing with families and stuff. But if someone doesn't want your help, you can't let them bring you down with them. Right. Um, and I'm, it seems like she tried for a long, long time and didn't just abandon ship immediately. It seems like she tried to help. She just, you know, it was probably to the point where it was completely draining her. She didn't know what else to do. And that was her only option. Right. Well, and I thought it was weird that, didn't she say that he had only died like two years ago? Mm -hmm. And like, we've never heard anything about her brother. So it just kind of goes to show you that we are not getting really the full picture of any of their lives because that's pretty much a big thing she's obviously been dealing with for many years and never once have I heard about a brother about his death his issues nothing exactly Um, I thought that was just um very interesting and kind of puts into perspective really how much we know about these people (laughs) right exactly it's like we have to you know we judge we judge them and watch them every week and it's like you know we have to realize too and I think a lot of them, I've, you know, listening to different podcasts of reality stars and stuff, I think they struggle with the nasty comments that they get 
And it's like, they, we have to realize these are real people behind right. the person that we see every week. And, um, so it's important to realize, you know, everybody has their struggles and, um, we don't know about it. Right. And it's their job, right? Like I wouldn't go into my job, just like laying it all out on the line for everybody to know about my brother's issues, you know? So yeah, exactly. I think you kind of have to take that into account too. Um, okay. And then Leah, I mean, we're done with the seance and then. Leah has her dress on backwards, (laughs) which was hilarious. I do agree with her, though. It did look good backwards. (laughs) I don't know. Did I miss anything from that episode? Not that I can think of. Okay. So on the previews, you know, we get some previews about Ebony doing a search for her dad. I do have to say, this was like the first episode of the whole season where we didn't get into like, a race debate and like mm-hmm. everybody was fighting about that which like, I I was very appreciative of I I like just seeing them have fun and fight about stupid stuff like you know calling me a drunk or calling right. me a clown or whatever <laughs> like, like I I don't know I'm just I'm hoping that it, it gets better and gets lighter as we move on throughout the season um we also see in the preview Ramona's terrible singing, so I don't know what that was about. I know. I'm excited to see what that is. And the guy was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then it looks like they all have some kind of party where they all dress up like each other. Yes. So that seems super funny, and I'm very excited about that. I know. I'm sure it'll cause some drama, too. And each of them making impressions of the other, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> everybody takes it with a grain of salt right okay so now Beverly Hills so I am like loving Beverly Hills right now it's just so good okay so we start off the episode with Erica packing up her clubhouse which is essentially her office for Erica Mm -hmm. Jane because she can't afford it anymore what did you think of Erica even having an office (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I feel like it's probably just for glam and clothes (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I just kept thinking because her assistant was helping her pack it all up. And I'm like, how do you even have money for an assistant and a glam team still? Like, Right, exactly. It does seem like it's gotten a little bit less. Like her glam isn't completely crazy like it usually is. Um, I kind of am loving the new Erica that's been not, I don't want to say knocked off of her pedestal, but, you know, a little bit brought down to earth a little bit I'm liking her more than the Erica we've seen before that just was kind of this character yeah no I agree it's it's, she seems more relatable and you know it's hard to watch her struggle though I feel like she is going through a lot and I can't imagine I mean I haven't in real time I haven't kept up like where she is now like if the funds are still um frozen do you know if they're still frozen to this day I think it is and I think from what I understand that they have made it like put it out there that two million dollars has to go back to these people so wherever it comes from comes from I don't know but like they're getting their money back and guess what Erica's going to be along or around a lot longer than Tom. Right. Exactly. So it's probably going to fall on her. I don't know. What do you think in general about how much 
of this Erica knew was going on. Yeah, see, you know, I kind of agree with Kathy. Well, I mean, Kathy Hilton and herself, she's an absolute gem. Yeah. Um, she's what we've needed on yeah. this show. Um, but like marriage is about trust. And just like Kathy said, like if my husband came to me and said, you know, hey, we need to sign these documents for the bank or this and that. Um, I would just trust him and I would sign them, you know, uh, majority of the time, you know, usually we're always in a hectic, we live in a hectic world where we're busy. So I'm not going to sit here and, <laughs> you know, read line A6 and make sure right. it looks right. So, um, you know, I don't know. I really don't. It's hard. And that's the same thing with Teresa Judice. Mm-hmm. I think that to me, like, you know, I think Teresa, I love Teresa and I think, but I think she's an airhead and mm-hmm. I don't really think that she would have ever read any document that Joe would have given her or understood it. Even if right. she read it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I kept going back and forth of like, how could she not know? But I feel like, especially after this week's episode, I don't think that Erica is that good of an actress. Like, right. She was crying she, you could tell, was just, you know, under so much stress. And I think that her life is clearly a mess. And she married this guy when she had nothing. You know, she yeah. was a hostess at a restaurant. And he took care of everything. And back in the day, 20-some years ago, he probably did have his shit together and was probably you know, handling the finances and somewhere along the line, he thought that he could get away with this. And I think, I think she didn't quite know what was going on, but I also think it is her bad for admitting. I knew something was going wrong with Tom over the last several years with his health, with his mind, Mm -hmm. he couldn't drive. I mean, we'll get into all that in a little bit. Like, you know, he's declining health-wise and mentally so maybe you should have been questioning a little bit more where this money that he is just feeding you is coming from you know like Mm -hmm. maybe that's the point where you need to start having a better handle on the finances and if if my husband came home one day and was like here's two million dollars and you (laughs) you go ahead and you start your like pop pop persona and like glam squad and get you know, go on tour and do all this stuff, I would question it. (laughs) Right. No matter how much money he had, I feel like I would be like, okay, is this a loan? Do I have to pay you back? Where is this money coming from? Are we still able to pay our bills? Like, what's up with this money? But the last thing I'll say is, you know, one thing she said is, where do you go? You know, he controls it all. And like, where do I go? I don't have an education. I don't have the money or the job. Um, She had a son, you know, a young son at the time. She was a single mom. And everything that she was doing was funded by Tom. And, you know, even the Erica Jane stuff, like now we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, what is she supposed to do? It's not like she can just go put out another hit song or go on tour. Like, she literally has no money coming in. So in that way, I I kind of do understand like why she felt stuck. Okay. So the ladies basically all go to Palm Springs to Kyle's house. Um, I thought it was super funny when Kathy was asking Kyle, like where the guy was that was going to carry her bag. (laughs) And Kyle's like, I don't have a bellman at my house. (laughs) 
Oh, she's hilarious. So we hear that Crystal and Sutton have made up and, you know, are texting outside Mm -hmm. of the show. Um, But Crystal stays at the hotel with a quote unquote locked door. What do you think about that? Do you think that was a good move for Crystal to not stay with the women? Or do you think she should have, you know, tried to get herself in there and, and be a part of the group? It was probably a good idea just since it's so like they making up was so fresh and they do seem to be doing a lot better. Uh, but I just don't like how Crystal keeps going back to like, why did she have to say, you know, right. quote unquote locked door? Um, just let it go. Like, right. Don't need to keep reliving and rehashing this. I know. I agree. Uh, it's like the little digs aren't going to help, you know, right. just stop. It's fine. You don't want to say, you don't want to take back the word violated. Fine. But like, stop bringing it up like right this is the silliest fight ever and clearly you know it it doesn't sit well with Sutton and I feel like these interviews of her putting these little jabs Mm -hmm. in isn't gonna make things better in the end exactly um I think she should have stayed with the group I get that she's the new person and she feels uncomfortable maybe staying at Kyle's house when they're all besties but I don't know. I also feel like if you want to be a part of the group, you need to start showing some of your fun side, you know, like so far, all we've seen is her crying and fighting and kind of being hard headed. And, you know, I want to see the fun crystal. I want to see why they thought she was the best person to put on this show this season. I mean, she's the new one, the only new cast member. And like, why, why did they choose her? I have yet to really feel like we've seen a lot of her personality so far yeah I agree I haven't been a big fan of Crystal yet but we'll see maybe she'll end up being my favorite one day but um yeah I haven't seen it yet but yeah dang Kathy Hilton she's what we've needed yeah (laughs) no (laughs) and she doesn't even really do anything you know she's not like coming and fighting with everybody she's just hilarious yeah um Okay, so the ladies all sit down and they talk about Erica because Erica shows up and she's clearly not well. Um, and it, they talk about how the courts have froze Tom's assets, which means Erica's assets are frozen. They talk about doing a men- medical evaluation on Tom. We know now, you know, in real time that Tom has been diagnosed with dementia. Do you think that that's a real thing or do you think that's something that the courts are using to kind of get him out of this pickle he's in well I feel like excuse me I feel like Erica's um stories like that she was telling the ladies would line up with that right he does have dementia and I would hope that they wouldn't um you know kind of make that up but you know you just never know I would say, you know, Erica was adamant of like, she's not talking to Tom or anything like that. So you think her stories would be a little bit different if that wasn't the case. Um, But I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think I believe it. I mean, it's, it's easy to believe somebody in their eighties is, you know, maybe mentally declining a little bit. And like you said, I think her story is adding up to what his lawyers are saying. But yeah, I mean, she's basically saying that she had no idea what was going on. She didn't know he was doing this. She didn't know he was scamming people. But like we talked about, I think there has to be a point where if you feel like your husband is not mentally well, you start asking questions about, you know, where's the money coming from? And 
I don't know, where's it going and all of that. So then Sutton actually brings up the fact about Christmas and how her father killed himself a couple of days before Christmas when she was 31 years old and had, I think, like a nine-month-old. And then they cut to all those scenes of Sutton talking to her mom about her dad and basically, like, asking her mom, like, I, you know, do you miss him? And I am dedicating this new store I've built towards him, and it's his handwriting and all this stuff. And her mom is basically like, no, I don't miss him. (laughs) And my marriage was not happy. And, like, I don't really have the same feelings or, or relationship that you had with him. What did you think about that? Yeah, that's hard because it is true that, you know, they didn't have the same type of relationship. It seemed like she must have had a, her mom must have had a very miserable marriage. But at the same time, I think, you know, as an adult, you try to hold it together for your children and Mm -hmm. you know, like necessarily, I don't think it's positive for your children to paint their other parent in a bad light, especially that since he's no longer here, he can't defend himself. Um, or anything like that. Not saying that he wasn't a complete asshole. You know, we have no clue. Right. But um, just, I think, you know, and, you know, until I'm in that situation, I really can't speak on it. But I feel like, you know, it's always best to, you know, not bad talk the other parent when it comes, if you, or, you know, were unhappy with them or whatever, just kind of keep it as positive as you can with your kids. Right. I, I agree. I mean, she didn't have to say like, I don't know. You you can just say it with be nice without saying a lot. You know, you could just be like, I'm proud of you for honoring your dad and right. in your memory of him and things like that. But I don't know to say like, I don't miss him. Right. <laughs> it's a little bit hard when your kid is like crying. In front Morning. Of you. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a little hard to watch. Um, okay. So then we cutting back to the the party Erica talks about how she got her first pool bill and was shocked <laughs> so I thought that was funny just to hear like oh she's actually looking at bills now right and that must be a real uh different way of life for her um and then they sit down for dinner and Kyle just brings it up and she says like are you gonna continue with Erica Jane you know what are you gonna do Erica basically says I don't know I don't know what the plan is um what do you think she should do? Do you think she should get out there and continue this Erica Jane thing? Because that was really this persona of this unattainable kind of like Barbie, I don't know, like larger than life personality. And mm-hmm. now we see that she's not really like that. Do you think right. it, it benefits her to be more down to earth and be more relatable? Or do you like that Erica Jane persona? Yeah. I like, I definitely like the more relatable one, Um, you know, but maybe being Erica Jane again would help her get through this and uh, help her, you know, like kind of when you have a different persona, you can kind of get out of your reality. You know, I feel like Mm -hmm. she's living kind of a miserable reality right now. And if she can get out of that just for a little bit and enjoy her time and smile and have fun. Um, and that's what she enjoys doing, then I think, yeah, it could be good for her. But I think that, you know, as viewers, we are really enjoying like this kind of raw, um, somebody that's super relatable to us. Yeah. I think if she came back as Erica Jane, 
she would need to be a little bit more humbled, you know, Mm -hmm. like come in and say, thank you guys for supporting me. I've been through so much and right. And really show that side of her because I don't know that she's going to have the funds anymore (laughs) to just be like out with her glam squad and pulling off these crazy looks and right. You know, I think it's going to have to be a different version of Erica Jane and, um, and I agree. I like this new version a lot more. I think it is more real. I think now she needs the show. I think yeah, prior definitely. to this prior to this season, I always felt like she kind of felt like she was too good for the show. And mm-hmm. I don't really need this drama. I don't need this money. And now she definitely does. So um, I think that's why she's giving up so much information now is because she knows if her life isn't interesting enough, she's not going to be on the show. Therefore, she's not going to have a paycheck. Right. Um, okay. So then they talk about Tom a little bit more, how he was so mean to her. You know, Crystal says that that would make sense if he does have Alzheimer's or dementia because her dad had Alzheimer's and he got very angry and, and short-tempered when he was going through that. And then Erica talks about the car accident and Erica basically swept that under the rug a couple of years ago, but basically comes out and says that he drove off a cliff, broke his ankle, broke his shoulder and was unconscious for 12 hours. And she didn't know where he was. So she was assuming for those 12 hours that he was off with another woman and then tells everybody that she knows he was having affairs. He never denied it. He fully admitted he was having affairs. Like all of this stuff is just like thrown out there. Right. <laughs> and everybody is just in shock as they should be. So, yeah, I don't know. It was shocking. And I think everybody just felt horrible for her. But it was also a little bit questionable. Of like, why is she now an open book? Like, is she right. doing this to make it look like she had this horrible life? I didn't know anything that was going on. He was cheating on me. He has dementia. Like she has been always so protective over her persona and her life and her husband and her marriage every other year. And now it's all out there. I almost just question like, are you trying to make it public so that eventually things end up in your favor and everybody realizes that you didn't know anything about this? Yeah. No, I know. It's hard to tell. It just, you just never know. Yeah. Also, one little nugget. I thought it was interesting when Erica said, after Yolanda divorced David, I then started snooping on mm-hmm. Tom. And that's when she discovered he was cheating, which basically right there is confirming that Yolanda discovered that David was cheating. So she kind of <laughs> blew the lid off of that one. Yeah. No, I I completely I noticed that as well. And um, do you think it was he cheated with Catherine McPhee? No. I mean, that would make sense. They knew each other. Yeah. They said they're always close friends. And so I don't know. But I love Yolanda, too. I hope she's doing well. I always worried about her with the Lyme disease and all that. Well, and again, that's another instance of like, yeah, she had Lyme disease. I don't know a lot of people or anybody with it. Mm Mm-hmm. I have never seen somebody so sick with that, but you also have to think was part of that sickness, the stress and the, all the stuff she was going through with David probably, Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, 
I'm sure a percentage of it was Lyme disease and some of it was the fact that she was discovering her husband was cheating and her marriage was falling apart and right kind of like Erica like I have no job I have no money he has all the cards in his favor like what am I going to do there's so much going on behind the scenes that we don't know about so um okay so then the end of the episode basically Lisa brings up Scott Disick again because she has (laughs) to bring it up (laughs) she is just loving that Scott Disick is part of her life yeah um (laughs) I don't know do you follow Scott and oh yeah I I I love Scott and his Lord character like I just think he brings so much to like the Kardashian um yeah Joe and stuff like that and I just I love Scott and honestly, you know, I'm into the whole um Courtney and Travis thing, but I it's hard for me because I, you know, I always wanted them to end up together. Yeah, um, I agree. And I I no matter who Scott ends up with, I feel like he's always going to love Courtney. Mhm. I love seeing Courtney happy because she deserves it. But at the same time, I'm like, no, I know there went my fairy tale of you and Scott together. I know Kirsten and I differ in opinions here because she thinks that Scott still has a drug problem and, you know, everybody just wants to see them together because that's kind of the epitome of a perfect family is the Mm -hmm. mom, the dad and the kids. But I don't know. For me, it's same thing. I love Scott's personality. I don't know if he has a drug problem. He probably does. But I think he does bring so much to that family. I think that he's always going to be a part of that family. And I thought they balanced each other out really well. Like, I thought their banter was cute. Yeah. I don't know. They just they just seemed so happy at one point. And then I think things turned for him. But I also think she must be really hard to live with like yeah no sugar no like all the rules like I don't know I don't know if I could do it so I don't I know and it makes you wonder like because they you know they keep alluding to like Scott couldn't do these you know particular things that Courtney needed for Mm -hmm. her to be with him and it's like well it just makes you want to know so badly what he couldn't do because to me like for I feel like outsiders looking in on the show like he seems to be doing everything that she wanted right so I I would love to hear one day like what he isn't doing well and I I said that to Kirsten like if he was on drugs do you think Courtney would actually let her kids go and stay with him like no so I I feel like what is it what is it that he is not doing is he not is he eating too much sugar is he not working out enough like (laughs) Is he not living a a green lifestyle like she does? Like, I don't know what these stipulations are, but I kind of feel like if it was drugs and she thought he had like a horrible drug problem, she probably wouldn't be okay with her kids just hanging out with him or, you know, going on trips with them and all of that. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want my anybody around my kids who maybe have a drug problem. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that was kind of it. You know, the preview is basically is a lot about Erica and people questioning her truth. And it looks like her and Sutton get into it and it's really going to revolve around Erica this season. So I'm loving it. I think it's sad what she's going through. But to be honest, it's it's interesting in a year where we had a pandemic and this could have been a season where nothing happened. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's something. 
All right. Well, that's all I have. Tiff, did I miss anything? Anything else you want to say? No, just thank you so much for having me. And I'm so thankful to have you in person in my life. I'm blessed to have you ladies. Oh, you are the sweetest. Tiffany is literally the sweetest person. I'm going to see you in a month. I'm so excited. I get to see both you in person in a month. It's going to be amazing. Girl time. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you everybody for joining us and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,